0: We're all well aware that we live in a world of rapid change. It creates incredible challenges for us, but also kingdom opportunities. Melbourne pastor and author Mark Sayers says, We live between two eras, the era that was and the era that's still to become. In the midst of this time, there's chaos and turbulence and anxiety, but it's also an exciting time for renewal in the church. And for you and I to embrace afresh God's gracious invitation to mission. In our changing world, by 2030, 70% of followers of Jesus will live in the global south, the non-western world. If there was a typical follower of Jesus today around the globe, she would be a woman living in an impoverished community in Africa or South America. The changing shift in international mission creates challenges and opportunities for organisations like ours, Baptist Mission Australia. And with challenge and change all around Australia, we recognise the same is true for your local church, particularly in this post-pandemic reset. And we pray for you and cheer you on in your local mission. We're excited to see God at work around the world through our intercultural teams at Baptist Mission Australia. We're excited to see how God uses our team members as they come alongside others, as they move into neighbourhoods, as they live in communities, as they seek to be people of peace who bring the peace and hope of Jesus to others. And they see God at work in miraculous ways in the lives of people around them. In this series, our theme is Alongside Us. It's a great word that captures God's call upon my life and yours that we might live as alongside us in our communities, in our neighbourhoods, as the hands and feet of Jesus. It also captures the heartbeat of our intercultural team members. Modelling the incarnation, God moving into the human neighbourhood, our intercultural team members move into local communities around the world. They learn the language, the culture, customs, traditions. They seek to break down barriers. They build bridges. They form friendships. They seek to live credible and attractive lives that point others to the message of Jesus. And as they do that, they seek to forge relationships with people of peace. Our team members move into communities as peacemakers, and they see God at work using people of peace to open doors to be kingdom conduits in their local communities. We see that in Mozambique. I had the opportunity in last last year in August to be in Masangulu, a small dot on the map in Mozambique, in, in a town where. Baptist Mission Australia team members serve with your support, with your partnership. And it was beautiful to sit with Sally and Mama L. Now, God was at work in Mozambique well before Baptist Mission Australia arrived. And God was at work in Mama Elle's life before she met Sally. But here we see this beautiful picture of a God who is ahead of us. Mama El is the, uh, the matriarch of an extended family. She walked around, introduced me to so many people in her villages, her daughter, her cousins, her sisters, proudly showing off her local community and family. And Mama El has grown up in an Islamic community. But the Holy Spirit has created within her a yearning to know more about Jesus, an openness to the good news. She loves to sit with Sally and hear good news stories. She loves to hear about Jesus and now moves freely around her community, telling Jesus' stories as she continues her journey towards Jesus. Here is God ahead of us. God preparing the heart of Mama Elle. And God at work in Sally's life, a call for Sally to serve in Mozambique. And Sally needs a language nurturer. And who becomes a nurturer? Mama L. They meet together. A beautiful friendship has developed. Uh, they, they eat together. They walk through villages together, sit in the dirt and lead Bible studies together, serve other women in their local community together. Sally, a person of peace, a follower of Jesus, with an attractive witness, someone who's humble, caring, creative and loving, a person others want to be around. And Mama L likes Sally. She trusts Sally. She's, she's developed a lovely relationship with Sally. And we see how God can powerfully be at work in bringing these two people together. Sally bringing peace to Masungulu, the hope of Jesus meeting mama el a person of peace who god has been at work within over many years that she might be a kingdom conduit that she might be a conduit for the good news to be shared in her village and beyond in masangulu it's beautiful to see but it shouldn't surprise us because this discipleship approach is the way of jesus We come back to the Gospels and we see Jesus' relational commitment to discipleship. We see it as Jesus calls the first disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John, as he calls them to come alongside him, to journey with him, to be in relationship, to be an extended family on mission together. We see it as Jesus encounters some of the most unlikely disciple makers and they become persons of peace in their community. The Samaritan woman. Jesus meets her at the well. There's truth-telling. There's authentic conversation. There's her yearning for spirituality met in Jesus. And who goes back to the village? Jesus sends the Samaritan woman back. As she journeys towards faith, she becomes the disciple-maker, the person of peace. We see in the powerful story of the demon-possessed man. We read in the Gospels that not even chains could hold this ill man down, this man struggling with mental and emotional health challenges and demon possession. And yet he meets Jesus and we read he becomes of right mind. His life is totally transformed. And he says to Jesus, I want to come with you. I want to be in your band of disciples. What does Jesus do? Jesus says, go back into your village. You will be the disciple maker, a person of peace, and others in his neighborhood come to see and experience the faith of Jesus in ways that make sense through this transformed life. We see it with Levi, the tax collector. Scum, the religious leaders call him. But he comes to faith and he models hospitality. He invites his mates, his other tax collectors around for a feast, for a meal. And Jesus is there. Levi opens the door. He becomes the kingdom conduit for Jesus to share with others. The person of peace. It can be a man or a woman, old or young, from any cultural background. A person that God has prepared a person that God has prepared to be the facilitator, a door opener, the conduit for the kingdom, to be embraced in local communities around the world. It's true for you and I. We're called to move into our neighbourhoods, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to bring peace. And as we do that, to see that God has prepared people in our lives, in our world, who are persons of peace. I was chatting with an older man recently in Western Australia, Bob. He was telling me how, so often when he heard the words mission, evangelism, and discipleship, he became deflated, weighed down by what he hadn't done or what he thought he couldn't do. And then he went to uh, some training and heard more about this relational discipleship approach and having his eyes open for a person of peace in his world. He loves to play golf. He got talking with the golf professional Peter at his local golf club and he realised that Peter was going through a difficult time in his own life. There was a depth of conversation. A friendship began to develop. Bob became more comfortable sharing some of his faith story and Peter, still not yet a follower of Jesus, has become the door opener at the golf club because he wants to know more about Christ. He wants others at the golf club to know more about Jesus and peter has become that person of peace that bob might be the peacemaker in bringing the hope and the love of jesus to his mates at the golf club it's transform what the 19th hole means for bob yes it's still a beer but the opportunity to befriend his mates and be the hands and feet of jesus we see jesus model this approach again as he sends out the 72 And we read in Luke chapter 10 to these disciples, Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept their hospitality. Do you see it again? The people who invite the disciples into their home are yet to experience the hope of Jesus, but God is at work in their lives. The disciples go as people of peace to share the hope of Jesus by word and deed, and here we see God open doors for them in local communities as local people become again the conduits for the extension of the kingdom. We see this powerfully work out in Paul's second missionary journey in the passage you heard read today from Acts 16. I love this story. Paul has his plans. Paul has his kind of itinerary. He has his map three to go of where he's about to go and what he wants to do. But it's like he types into the GPS, the next location, and it's like Siri keeps saying, the door is closed. Yes, Paul has his plans, but God has other plans God wants to lead Paul from Asia into Europe to do something historic and significant. And look what happens in the story. Paul is attentive. Paul is open to what God is doing in his life and the world around him. And the Holy Spirit reroutes Paul's journey. He changes Paul's plans. At the same time, the Holy Spirit leads Lydia a wealthy businesswoman, a trader in purple cloth from Thyatira in Asia to live in Philippi in Europe. And we're told Lydia is a God-fearer. And we find her in this passage praying with a group of women. It becomes obvious that innate within Lydia, she's yearning for more in her life. And Paul, attentive to what is happening in his world, is led to this group praying by the river. Lydia is ready to hear the good news. Lydia has a desire to know more about Jesus. She becomes a follower of Jesus and so does her household. When we read, she opens up her home to Paul and his colleagues. She opens up her home to friends and neighbours. She becomes the kingdom conduit. She becomes the person of peace that God has prepared in advance. The first follower of Jesus that we read of in the scriptures in Europe. Today, can I invite you to catch your breath? Maybe, like Bob, when you hear the words mission, evangelism, discipleship, you feel weighed down, weighed down by what you feel you can't do or what you feel you should be doing. In this Alongsider series, we want to demystify what it means to be an Alongsider, to demystify what it means to embrace discipleship, to be an ordinary person who embraces God's gracious invitation to mission. It begins with a realisation that God is already at work in your community. God doesn't need Baptist Mission Australia in Mozambique, but he chooses to invite us to be a part of his redemptive activity. God doesn't need me in my neighbourhood or you in yours or your church for his mission but he graciously invites us. He esteems us with the privilege, the mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. God, who is already at work in your community, invites you to join him today. He invites you to join him as an alongsider, as a person of peace, who brings the peace, the hope, the love, the grace of Jesus to your community by word and deed. And more so, a person who is spiritually attentive to see what God is doing in your neighbourhood, in your sphere of influence. Who might God have in your world who is a person of peace, who becomes a door opener, a facilitator, a conduit for the kingdom to be expanded in your world? It could be a friend at the gym. It could be someone you go to university with. It could be a colleague at work. It could be a neighbour across the street. Uh, for Cassie, a young woman I met in a Baptist church in Adelaide, she had a heart and a burden that she might start a, a young mum's group, but she didn't want it to be in a church building. She wanted it to be in the local community, but she wasn't quite sure how to start. Cassie met Jane one day at uh, At preschool, where their their kids were, a conversation developed, a friendship has blossomed, lots of kind of coffee dates together. And what's happened? Jane, not a follower of Jesus, has opened her house to Cassie to lead this young mum's group. Again, God at work ahead of us. A person of peace, stepping into the neighbourhood as an alongsider to bring the hope of Jesus Open to other persons of peace in their worlds who become kingdom conduits. Today, as we catch our breath, as we think about what it means to be an alongsider, you might like to join me in praying these four prayers together. The first of those is to say, God, I'm available. God, I'm available. It took Sally to pray that prayer to end up in Mozambique. But most of us don't need to leave our own neighbourhood. God will use us where we are. But are we available to be used by God? Our second prayer would be, God, help me to be an alongside her. Help me to come alongside people in my world, authentically, relationally, building friendships, breaking down barriers, being a credible witness. Help me to be an alongside her. The third prayer. Holy Spirit, continue to work in my life, shaping me into a person who lives and looks and leads like Jesus, that I might be attractive to people around me. Sally's witness was attractive to Mama L. Mama L was drawn to Sally. Cassie's life was attractive. The Jane would say, I'll open my home for you to run a group before she even became a follower of Jesus. And finally, our prayer, God, help me to be attentive. In this busy world, in this 24-7, 365 worlds, God, help me to slow down. Help me to open my eyes. Help me to be attentive to what you are doing in my worlds, in my life. We can only do what we do around the world's. Sally can only do what she's doing with Mama Elle around the world because of the partnership we share with Australian Baptists across our movement. I want to thank you for your partnership and could I encourage you to continue to pray and to consider how you can generously and sacrificially financially support our work around Australia and around the world. You are part of what God is doing through Baptist Mission Australia as we partner with our movement together. But we also want to cheer you on. We want to cheer on your local church in mission, in your community, in this rapidly changing world. And we want to cheer you on as an alongsider. We want to pray for you in this series that you might take steps of faith, that you might move out of your comfort zone, that you might be reminded of a God who is ahead of you, a God who is at work in your community, and a God who invites you with what you have in your hands and your heart to be an alongside, to bring the hope of Jesus to people around you in ways that make sense to them. God bless you on that journey. And thanks for your wonderful support of Baptist Mission Australia.